Well, hello everybody. Welcome to another We Watch Shutter episode. Wow, uh, Spooktober shorts. I don't know even what the. I how, do. I even remember how to record these. It's JD who's here with me. It's Michelle. Holy shit! We're off it's to a banger so start here. Funny Michelle. to me that. When this podcast started, you started every single episode the exact now same I way. Can't start them. And now, when we decide that you start them, and we try to kind of make it fifty-fifty, though there is no actual tracking of that, and it might be completely off. When you start them, it's always, "Oh man, I have no idea what I'm doing." I'm like, "You I did forgot. this way I've, longer I've, than me." <laughs> I've completely forgotten how to do this. It's uh, well, anyway. That's okay. This is we watch Shutter. My name's JD. That's Michelle. Uh, yeah. It's called Hi. We Watch Shudder because that's what we do. We watch Shudder, except mm-hmm. for here in October, we're watching a bunch of not Shudder's uh, short films. In uh, addition to vari- Shudder, we're still watching right. it. We ain't liars. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. We are still watching Shudder. We're just watching more than Shudder. We've been yeah. doing short films all month long. We have finally reached week four. What's the gimmick for week four, Michelle? <laughs> the gimmick is kind of whatever the fuck we wanted to do. Yeah, it was miscellaneous. It was basically yeah. stuff we decided we wanted to watch but didn't fit into any of our other uh, gimmick weeks. So this is yes. just... We do still I have believe a portion of it with a theme. Technically, yes. this the, is yeah, not. Yeah. yeah uh, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, there is a little bit of a loose connection between the ones we're going to be talking. I guess it's not even really a loose connection. No, it's not it's a, loose a pretty connection. solid connection. It's, it's a solid connection. But... Uh, <laughs> Otherwise, we're just talking about assorted things. And, of course, we've got a couple of days next week as well when we're going to uh, have some assorted, more miscellaneous titles on Sunday and Monday uh, before we wrap up with the big final uh, feature drop on Halloween Day. I, Michelle, I, I already feel like it was a mistake for us to sit down and record these. Uh, what are we talking about in this first one here for Sunday, whatever the October it is? What would the alternative be? Not recording them? Our fans <laughs> demand it. They demand I, I, it. The alternative would have been recording them not tonight. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's fair. I was eating yeah. applesauce, so I was in the zone. Monday, um, October the 9th, peek behind the curtain, because you all care. <laughs> to, I, I care more that them. you know when we're recording these than you care that you know. I forgot the question you asked me. Was it what we watched? What movie are we talking about? Okay, cool. Well, it's not a movie. It's a short. That's our thing for Spooktober because movies are too long. We're still watching a movie every day. You mean it's not a feature, Michelle. It's still a movie. (sighs) Uh, Debatable with some of these. I I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Well, today we decided to get into something pretty cool from the internet called... The Back Rooms, specifically the found footage movie made by Kane Parsons, or as his YouTube channel is called, Kane Pixels. Yeah, and we're, we're talking about the very first one. Uh, those of you who are familiar mm-hmm. with Kane uh, with Pixels uh, will know that, Christ, I think the guy's he's, what, he's barely 18 years old, and I think he's got he's, like 13 or yep. 14 of these things that he's made. And a contract uh, deal with A24 to make his own. Yep. Yeah, I believe they uh, uh, they shot that either this summer or they'll be shooting it next summer. I don't remember exactly what it is, but uh, they yeah. uh, they had to shoot it. I, I, in fact, I think it was this summer because they had to shoot it over his summer break from school. 
He's like the kid is a senior in high school. Oh yeah, I have a lot of a, details about. He's Kane directing Carson's a feature film for A twenty four. Jesus, I'm forty three and I'm still doing a podcast about mo- somebody else's movies. This kid, I don't even. He's Michelle. This kid was born after significantly after nine eleven. That's uh, no uh, what. That would make him 12 years old. No. <laughs> Michelle. September 2011. W- I know. No. I know 9-11 was in 2001. I'm joking. I know. It makes me feel old, too. I was trying to feel less old. Man, if this is the first time you're tuning in to We Watch Shutter, I'm so sorry, guys. It's usually I'm not. not. This is this how we always are. No, we are. It is not, Do not listen to this him. much of a disaster. <laughs> yeah, look, I'm, I'm going to deny... <laughs> That we barely stay on the track most of the time. This I one. think we're perfectly on track. We're still talking about Kane Parsons. Anyway, we should talk about the film and then we're going to talk about him. Because uh, I yeah, have guys, a list. This is the only spoiler warning you're going to get. We're just about to dig into this movie and, and tear it apart. So if you haven't seen it and you want to, go watch it now. <laughs> There's a link in the episode description. And spoiler warning done. Let's get into it. I'm going to give you a quick summary of what is in the back rooms found footage uploaded to Kane Pixel's YouTube channel. Uh, there's a man, well, teenage boy, who is filming his friends doing stuff in a parking lot like you do when you are that age and you have a camera. And all of a sudden he falls out of reality and winds up in the back rooms, which is just a gigantic space that looks like an old abandoned mall. There is... Nothing in there. It's just very wide and the structure doesn't make a lot of sense. So he's just walking through that with the hum of fluorescent lights. And then he encounters a creature and he runs away from the creature through this gigantic open space. And eventually uh, he escapes by falling out of the sky with his camera and landing in some grass. Would you call it an escape? Michelle, I don't know if I'd call it an escape. He exited. I would think it's it, it's, it's an escape an from that creature. It is an entrance no. into a much worse situation. No, I don't think it was an escape from the creature. The creature runs up on him and shoves him down the hole. I think the creature, if that hole wasn't there, would have done a lot worse. It depends on which fate you think is worse. I think tumbling out of the sky would be better than whatever that creature had in mind. I feel like also there's no indication that anything but the camera fell out of the sky. You know, I was wondering about that. Um, And if it was the camera or it was him, usually uh, I didn't know. I'm glad that I am not the only one clear on that. I guess it is kind of more terrifying that probably the camera fell and he is still stuck there. I thought he would no clip with it. So that's unfortunate. Yeah. Well, that's uh, it's very, uh, who knows? That's part of the beauty of the whole thing. Look, guys, you get, if you've been following uh, We Watch Shutter for a while, uh, you all know by this point, JD's not big on found footage stuff. Uh, and it takes something real special in, in a short for me to really keep my interest. Uh, I love this. I, I thought this was, was perfectly executed. Uh, I love it as a short film. Uh, I like, and also once you find out that this kid was like seventeen when he made this, uh, there are some very obvious, but very obvious only because of it. Because you see it, and you're like, oh, it has to be a visual effect, right? This has to be something 
that he did digitally in post-production. There are several things that happen along the way throughout this. Uh, it, I, I definitely feel like they found an old abandoned office building that they got access to somehow. But there are things in here that are very clearly some, but they're well-executed visual effects. The entire thing is CGI and made in Blender. No shit. Yes, I have so much information okay. for you as a huge Kane Pixels fan. Would you, know, you like to hear some of it? <laughs> because I, I, I was sitting here watching it for the third time tonight, uh, and I just kept saying to myself, I'm like, where did they find this location? How did a 17-year-old kid convince somebody who owned this building? <laughs> and that, uh, I, I was like, is there any chance at all that they just did this whole thing in, like, Unreal Engine or something. But, uh, no, that's wild. Um, I, I do want to know more about it, but I just, if you don't yeah. mind, I'd like to get just a couple other thoughts out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one of the things I that I really like about this uh, is, uh, <laughs> uh, it, I don't know if, if he uh, and I just happen to sync up on the way our timing works, but the number of times this movie gets to that point where I'm in the back of my head just starting to get to that level of, all right, I, I, I can stand for something to happen now. Something fucking happens. Like every time, <laughs> just like right at that moment, the timing is perfect. Uh, the, they do just enough with the creature. Uh, uh, maybe it's a robot. Maybe it's a creature of some kind. We don't fucking know. All we know is it's a weird skeletal looking thing and it shrieks and it's it's definitely out to get him. Uh, it's just really, really well done. Uh, really enjoyed uh, everything about this. Here's my only concern, and we can talk about this more uh, after, after we let you give us some research here, but uh, my only concern is I'm really worried that this is going to be, at least for me, one of those things that should have stayed a short and won't necessarily translate well to a feature situation. Now, I can't say that for sure. Uh, it'll all depend on what they do, obviously, with the feature and the narrative. Uh, but I had, I, I, like I said, I've seen this three times now, and it's, uh, uh, it doesn't feel like it's 10 minutes long. It, it, it clips along really easily, no pun intended. Uh, no, I, I, this is spectacular and I, I, at the very least can't wait to see what this kid does. Where do I start? Obviously. Wherever you like, my dear, take it from here. <laughs> I'm going to eat some of these it, grapes and listen to your research. Okay. So the back rooms, uh, let's start with Kane himself because I feel like there's a little less to talk about there. Um, so Kane Parsons, his father is a special effects artist, so he grew up doing this for fun. Uh, one of the interviews that I watched was actually his first in-person interview that was posted to Anthony Padilla's uh, YouTube channel four months ago. Um, so I did watch that whole thing to, you know, see who he actually is in motion because I've seen some of the stuff on his YouTube channel when he looks like a tiny child because uh, for me, like teenagers look like they are 10 years old or they look like they are 18 years old. Anything in between there, I have no concept of what their age so he is a very young baby face and he's still very young in the interview but I could at least be like ah I am starting to see the formation of an adult <laughs> before that like no concept of what children look like at certain age points um 
So, yeah, uh, he had been doing stuff in Blender and just kind of experimenting. And he fell in love with creepypastas that involve liminal spaces. Um, if you're not familiar with uh, the creepypasta surrounding the back rooms, Kane Pixels, a.k.a. Kane Parsons, did not create the back rooms. This is something that existed on the Internet before him. Um, and actually, there's a huge debate because Kane does not follow the specific back rooms canon that everybody accepts as the canon for the back rooms. But he stated that, uh, you know, it's fine because all canon is canon to its own story. You don't have to abide by the rules that other people have set for you. Um, if you do go digging into the back rooms, you're going to find a lot of different rules about how this works. But basically, what you see in this this clip from Kane is a lot of what you'll see in the beginning levels. Um, I believe there are 100 documented levels of the back rooms. Uh, you begin by no clipping out of reality and landing there. Um, and it is very much what is captured in this found footage space of just this monotone yellow area. And as you go through the levels, you experience different things. Um, you'll encounter smilers, which are glowing smiley faces. Hounds, which I don't think you can see in this video, but he has a couple other backrooms uh, videos that are um, similar creatures, but they're on four legs like a, a hound. Those are some that you will find. I don't know what the name of the thing that he put in this one is or if it's even canon, but if you want to go down a rabbit hole reading people's documentation of what the backrooms is and how you get there and who experiences what is very fascinating. And even if Kane's stuff isn't canon, I don't care. I love it. I think he perfectly nails how eerie this stuff is. And I don't remember how I found this clip, um, if it was sent to me or just like a random uh, stumbling across that maybe I know clipped into uh, finding his YouTube channel but I was immediately fascinated for the same reason JD is of like where is this space what did they do to create this I had a lot of questions and then I found out oh my god this at the time child I think he was like 14 16, years old 16 when 16 he, when he made oh my Wikipedia. god still so young made this by himself in blender and that blew my mind so then i did have to go and watch other stuff i'm looking at right that's now. still oh, so months. little time that's, um yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> it's that's insane crazy. uh a so i did watch a lot of kid <laughs> did this in, a, in his uh, spare time in a month <laughs> studying Jesus. algebra and then making this huge thing um so it, it's insane to me he has other videos where he has now figured out how to make people going into the back rooms that look very realistic despite being CGI all by himself. I'm sure now that I know that his dad was a special effects artist, um, I'm not saying that that makes sense why he's so talented, but it is really cool that he at least had a resource that he might have been able to say, you know, I can't quite this get this one thing. And his dad went like, oh, well, your shading here is a little bit off if you do this tiny thing. And I just think that's really cool that whatever his dad has learned, he was able to, you know, his son is involved in that same thing and they were able to share sure. in that and create um, this thing. 
thing. Uh, one thing I also want to say is that Kane has amazing Attack on Titan videos. I'm a huge Attack on Titan <laughs> fan. So if you are into Attack on Titan, go check out the stuff in his channel that is just little fan films to that. It is incredible. Um, I fucking love this. It makes me so uncomfortable. There's another YouTube channel. Uh, Dan. Oh my God. I can't believe I forgot his name. Dan Brown. Nope. That's an author. Uh, but he <laughs> has a YouTube channel called the Dead Mall series that I okay. love where he just goes into either abandoned malls altogether or malls where there's basically nothing except a Sears in there and he just explores and he'll go into spaces he's not allowed to be in and uh, he'll just show you these huge empty spaces and it's very similar to the feel of the back rooms where I just think like oh man you're going to have a creature coming out after you um, just these these huge liminal spaces are fascinating and I feel like Kane nailed it and then some this is so good and oh my god he's not even a legal adult yet <laughs> Oh, right. What are we doing yeah. with our lives? Oh my god! I don't know. I don't know. Uh, <sighs> uh, yeah, like I said, if, if if I have any concern about this at all, it's just that uh, I'm really worried about how uh, they're going to expand this into a uh, uh, a feature length thing. But yes. then again, like we mentioned, the kid has turned this into as I, I know now an 18 entry series. Uh, and apparently he's developed a whole mythology around it and and, and recurring uh, motifs and characters. Uh, I remember the first time you made me watch this, uh, I said mm -hmm. at that time I need <laughs> to find some time, you know, uh, hoe out some time to sit down and, and just watch all of these uh, and get more of a feel for them. And I still haven't found the time to do that uh, because I'm there's a million things and it's whatever. But, Too much uh, media out there. I, I know there's so much, but uh, yeah, I'm so definitely uh, uh, if I have any any complaint about it, it's it's that um, for the type of found footage film it is, uh, I don't like how often it just uh, suddenly cuts from one shot to another. I feel like it would be a little bit more effective if this was uh, one nine minute unbroken shot uh, rather than occasionally just cutting from uh, one shot to another with no uh, lapsing of time. It's like, what, are we supposed to believe this guy just, like, shut off his camera for 30 seconds while he was walking around? Because uh, it doesn't seem like that's necessarily mm -hmm. a believable situation. But that's a ridiculous nitpick that I actually have about a variety of uh, of, of found footage things. Uh, but, uh, no, the uh, the environments here are, are really well done. It's, it's creepy. It... Uh, and it, uh, the big thing, like I said to me, is like his uncanny understanding of just how far he can push something uh, and still capitalize on it without letting it go too far. Like he pushed me right up with both of the times uh, the creature appears in this. He pushed me right up to that edge where just a little farther and it might have been too much and it just it, it it's perfect I, I i love this i think a lot more people it's been this one alone has been viewed like 55 million times or something like that i don't it's 
uh, it's it's I, simultaneously awesome and also what the fuck am I doing with my life? You're absolutely <laughs> right. <laughs> I completely forgot to mention. Um, he did address the concerns of how to make this into a full length in the Anthony. It might be Padilla Padilla uh, interview. And if you're interested in him and learning how he views this stuff, this kid is smart. You can tell just from the way that he speaks in his interviews that he has very specific visions and ideas and he knows what he's doing he just well, seems and so intelligent mm -hmm. in in a in, in a certain level of seriousness i think even mm -hmm. for someone like you who is even still 10 years younger than i am uh there's uh, so far as access to technology and information oh, yeah. there is a massive generation gap even between people right now who are in their yes. 30s and people who are in their 20s and and then teenagers uh, children have access to enough nuanced information and, and ease of use technology that they are, there's just this giant paradigm shift in just how quickly they become sophisticated thought machines and, and levels of creativity uh, and, and, and levels of skill that they're developing. I've become fascinated recently uh, with a, a, I don't watch it on TikTok because I don't have TikTok, but Facebook has Reels now, and I have become fascinated over the last uh, couple of weeks with this 16-year-old kid in Russia who is one of the most insanely talented cosplay makeup artists I have ever seen in my life. It's <laughs> insane. How is a 16-year-old kid from Russia doing this level of shit? It's madness, but it's awesome, and it definitely makes me wonder, like, what are our movies going to be in even five years, Michelle? Oh, Holy oh, shit. Oh, I know. I know. I'm already starting to see less trash coming out than it used to, where I'm like, man, we're starting to get some real... Like, Spooktober... Side, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going to get back to the, the full length version of this but I gotta say Spooktober I have been delighted by how much not garbage I am watching uh, there's definitely yeah. been some bad stuff but like oh my god there's some good horror out there now it used to be really hard to find something that I truly enjoyed and oh it's been a good yeah, I had this I had this big plan to throw myself into a bunch of different franchises that I, I had just been neglecting because they didn't really seem like entirely my flavor. Uh, I've seen all but the newest of the Saw films. I'm almost done with all of the Hellraiser films. Uh, but I think I'm going to put a hold on that because there I it just started realizing like there are so many movies happening right now uh, and even like places like Shudder and Tubi and, and Prime and Hulu, uh, especially in this season, this time of year, uh, even bringing uh, more horror-themed stuff than usual back to their selections. Uh, there are so many things from this year and last year that I want to see so bad that I think I'm going to finish off this Hellraiser run and I'm going to go check out a lot of that. And to bring it back around, like... Like, that's the biggest thing about this. Not only is it a fun short, not only is it really well executed and sophisticated filmmaking, uh, it's, I think, just emblematic of how bright the future is. 
<laughs> it's bright from all the fluorescent lightings in the bathrooms, well, yeah. <laughs> which you will see more of in the full length. There, we brought it back around. Um, so uh, in that interview, uh, he had talked about how it's not going to be found footage in, in the full length um, okay. because he does not think that he can tell the correct story in that format. Yeah, of course and you can't. He yeah, gets it. exactly. Exactly. Like, this this works as fa- <laughs> as a short. Like we can he do it this way. He specifically said short. some things can only be done as shorts. That's and the, he, uh, I love this. I kid know. Already. I knew you would like that because you're not about. Oh. And he understands that there are things. He says that ultimately he would like to have a mini series though, where he's able mm-hmm. to go into the story much bigger because. The backrooms are a gigantic thing on the internet. This is not just well, a cane creation, and he can dig into so much of that, and I would love to give him the reins. Right, and I mean, like I said, even in his his own mythology, like, it's 18 shorts. Uh, mm-hmm. Apparently, at some point, it involves this, like, weird corporation that's, like, oh, digging yeah. into the backrooms, like, as a pheno- like, as a phenomenon and how they can manipulate it. Like, I definitely mm-hmm. want to dig into this, and I need to find the time. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I can't I can't say enough positive things about this. We haven't scored this one yet, have we? This is a five skull for me. I was this gonna is, say, this is obvious. Great. This yeah, is a this five. Is, this it's, is awesome. If you haven't seen it, so go check scared. it out. <laughs> when yeah. I saw it the first time, I, w- I was afraid because, like, oh, my God, this big liminal space, and I'd never heard of the backrooms before, so then I went down a rabbit hole way too late at night to go down that rabbit hole, freaked myself out, but then also realized... This is a teenager and then freaked myself out about what am I doing with my life? Even, so it's this even, great existential crisis. Right. Even just the clever design of the spaces so that mm-hmm. every time you come around like a wall into an area that you couldn't see, even when you open up that part that you couldn't see, you're also in the distance opening up. There's like yet another wall that you can't see around. It constantly maintains that element of there's some place, like that shot where all that happens is that fucking chair just gets hucked down the hallway in front of him. Which was and not he, he his goes creation. running away. It's so effective. Yeah. Uh, so well done. I can't, yeah, I'm just going to sit here and talk this kid up all, all night if you let me. Yeah, I, I was fascinated to learn that that was a thing that he got from the existing Backrooms lore, that there's pictures and he went, you know what? I need to animate that. So he's not even like claiming that's his thing. And I also think that is so cool that you're willing to say like, people love this thing. It didn't fully come for me. I'm just making a thing about it. Um, yeah, I just he did this, this whole this... thing on a computer, Michelle. What the I fuck? Know. Well, I Except think at like the very beginning, shot. I yeah, know those look shot. like real human children. Is, is that him <laughs> uh, playing the director in that opening sequence? It has to be, right? Or is it I him holding think the camera, so, do you think? But I've watched I've watched some of his other videos where he's in them. Like there's one that's a music video where I'm pretty sure it's him, but it's from like two years ago. And like I said, I have no concept of what these people look like. I look at my siblings and I think of like how they used to be and I cannot connect it despite knowing them their entire lives. I look sure, at pictures sure. and I go, that is not the same person. This person is a toddler. This person is of legal drinking age and is hammered at uh, Blarney Stone with me. That is not the same person. <laughs> For sure. Uh, yeah. So I look, I think it's it's very clear how Michelle and I feel about uh, this film and, and its potential and what it means 
Uh, we're now, uh, this episode is three times as long as the short film is. But not uh, as long as his saga of the short no, film. So we uh, got that going uh, for us. Uh, and also, so as we wrap up, one thing I do want to ask is uh, if you've seen the short, uh, hit us up on, on social medias uh, or send us an email, mail at wewatchshutter.com. Uh, we're at wewatchshutter on all your different social medias. Uh, I got to know which one you guys think would be a worse fate. Is it a worse fate <laughs> if the cameraman stayed in the back rooms and just his camera fell? and he was just stuck there forever with this creature? Or is it a worse fate if he fell out of the back rooms with the camera? Here's why I don't think he fell out with the camera, because he's not. you never hear him scream. Like, like, And you hear him like breathing and huffing and panting and stuff while he's running away in the back rooms. I feel like if he suddenly uh, clipped back into the real world way up in the middle of the sky, we would have heard him scream. But I don't know, man. I don't know. I do... Okay, I have a quick question and a response because I need to know which do you think is the worst fate? Do you think staying with the creature or falling out is worse? Not oh, what I, happened, which is worse? Uh, which was which is worse? Oh, Michelle, I I I I don't think I can explain to you how terrified I am of falling. Like the idea of falling from an extreme high place, like that's like a core terror for me. Uh, so, uh, because of that, because for some reason that really gets into my reptile brain, I would much rather get smushed and eaten or whatever done to me by that creature <laughs> than consciously awake, fall from way up into the sky to my uh, I- inevitable bone shattering death. Okay. Well then I have two quick comments. Uh, one <laughs> is that for me, if I fell enough that I died on impact, that would be a better version for me. Also, I think that if I fell that far, I would probably pass out. Um, also from screaming and not getting my oxygen in. So if I, That's if it fair. was enough of a height, but of course people have survived very very high falls and that's mm-hmm. the part that I don't like about that I once became obsessed with interviews with people who survived skydiving accidents um so I've of course that, you did that sounds of course I I have what, to know the morbid things I massive with, curiosity massive curiosity I'll tell you about the pancake arm lady who I came across on reddit two weeks ago and is still haunting me it it, in, it involves the hydraulic press it's insane um there's video it's insane we'll talk oh, about God. it uh the other thing um is that there is a podcast called The Magnus Archives, which I think is actually getting a, a series now or, or a movie or something. But uh, they essentially, it's a ar- archivist, archival, a guy who works in the archives, and he's making a video, tra- video, audio transcripts of documents and stories and retellings from people and there is a story each each episode is just a story he intros it you learn a little bit about him there becomes more story built in later but it basically starts with him being like this is who i am this is why i'm documenting and then he just reads the short story and there is one about somebody who fell and then never stopped falling and they fell for days and weeks and eventually they just stopped falling and that is the one that scared me the most from yeah. everything that show put out they, it was a very long series i listened to all of it oh my that god sounds I, terrifying yeah no it, it was the whole thing of like experiencing that forever just falling forever 
there's a there's an episode of Futurama uh, where Zoidberg uh, falls off a cliff, and they have this weird like like portal gun thing, uh, kind of <laughs> like the portal gun from Portal. Yep. Uh, and they put the opening up in the air and the other yep. opening down below, and he's just caught in this constant loop of falling infinitely out of the one hole and into the other one. That sounds fun, full. though. No! It sounds awful. For me, that awful. sounds fun. I want to oh do one God. of those skydiving no. tubes. I almost did it for my birthday this year. Like, that sounds Ugh. so fun. The falling you, sensation does not bother you, me. It's the Oh, impact. the sensation of falling terrifies me like that uh that drop like the first couple of times i experienced uh uh turbulence on an airplane because i never oh, flew no. until i was a 30 something adult those first couple of times when you're up there and you have that like that that sudden drop oh yeah. it <laughs> fucked me up pretty good <laughs> pretty good uh and, and obviously I, I i held it together but no that that sudden drop feeling in your gut when oh man I, uh, no, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Let the monster have me. I don't give a fuck. (laughs) Well, listeners, you have to let us know. Would you like to become that monster's plaything? Or would you like to potentially experience a peaceful and sudden end um, by just hitting the ground (laughs) and pancaking A peaceful and sudden end uh, uh, preceded by stark raving terror, like you've never experienced. That's before how I'm in gonna go out, no matter what. If that creature got me, stark raving terror before That's I die. Fair. Either That's scenario, fair. but I feel like one, I would probably pass out from lack of oxygen and then just be gone, and that would be great. Oh, if somebody out there wants to murder me, that's how I want to go, please. <laughs> yeah, guys, hit us <laughs> up. Let, let, really let us know spot. how you feel. Uh, contact information in the tag at the end of the episode. Say goodnight, Michelle. Goodnight, Michelle. We Watch Shudder is a production of Rat Factory Media, your home for all of today's Rat Factoryist podcasts. The views and opinions of the hosts and guests of We Watch Shudder are their own and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Rat Factory Media. But wait, aren't Rat Factory Media and We Watch Shudder the same people? Shut your cake hole, Charlie. Nobody asked you. We Watch Shudder is available free on all major podcast platforms, and the easiest way to support We Watch Shudder is also free. Just leave a rating and review on your platform of choice. Merge your consciousness with ours on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. We're at We Watch Shutter on all those social media platforms. Or find us the old-fashioned way on the web at WeWatchShutter.com or by email at mail at WeWatchShutter.com. Heck, you can even leave us a voicemail at 701-566-9510. No, seriously, 701-566-9510. Try it if you dare.